in Lakute Sichas, volume 18, there's a Sicha Matos Masse, and this is the summary of that Sicha. The Shalah says that all Parshas of the Torah, when it's read in the time of the year, it shows that there's a connection to that time of the year. The fact that Parsha Matos and Masse is read during the three weeks, the Bein HaMetzarim, that shows that there's a special connection between the Parshas to the three weeks. Simply understood, the connection to the three weeks is in many details. In Parshas Masai, Moshe, when he talks to the tribe of Gad and Reuven, he mentions to them about the sin of the spies, that it's because of them that we were had to stay in the desert for 40 years. That's like in comparison to the three weeks of going into exile, which is started at the beginning of these three weeks. In the beginning of Parshas Masai, Masai means the travelings, and the Medr says that Hashem said to Moshe, count all the places that I got angry from there, that angered me, showing that the reason of the three weeks of exile, these are the places that angered God. So again, you see the connection of Masai there. Even in the continuation of Masai, you have the mentioning of the cities of refuge, the Are Miklots, that's an exile for somebody who kills somebody unintentional. So again, it's an exile concept. Or you could also say the connection to the three weeks like the Shalas says. He explains that the things that are in Parshish Matos have to do with sins of making promises and vows and oaths that are direct blemishes to the soul. And also the sin of Ritzicha, of killing somebody as if is an effect to the body, which speaks about in Parsha of Masai. And those are things that led to the destruction of the temple. Like he explains it there in Lent. We could say that the connection of the three weeks of, of exile is also hinted and also there's a positive in the Sinas Koyach, a strength that comes to the service of God during these three weeks to go out of the exile. In other words, not just that there's a connection for the things that brought us into the exile. We must say, or we could say, that there's also a connection to things to help us to get strength to go out of the exile. The explanation is, just like in a li- literally, mornings, we don't mourn for the three weeks on Shabbos, because ain't eights above, you're not allowed to be depressed, you have to be mitzvah angai to have joy on Shabbos. That means Shabbos is not affected by the three weeks. That means it's like the medicine for the three weeks. Like the Tzemach Sardik explains that the Shabbos of, of the three weeks are makim refuel makets, the healing for a wound. So too, when the Parshas are read over here together, it's it's through the Torah that we see that we get redeemed and that's the healing for it. That's going to help to bring us to the days of Sasson and Simcha. Since everything in the Torah is very, very precise, we can understand that the setup of the days when Matas and Masi are together, there's an extra special, unique strength that we have in our Aveda. Literally speaking, in the years of Matas and Masi are read separately, then you have only three weeks, uh, three parshas, Matas, Masay, and Dvarim. But when you have Matas and Masay together, all of a sudden you have a strength because you have a fourth parsha. You have Pinchas that uh, uh, gets also added into the three weeks. One week is Pinchas, one week is Matas and Masay, and one week is Dvarim. That means there's an extra special strength that we have in a year when they're together. We can understand this by the introduction of explaining the following. That, that with certain Shabbos of the year, where you have two parshas, it's not just two separate parshas. It's actually like one big parsha. The fact is, we see that we don't read them in two different times on a Shabbos. We don't read them in more aliyahs. So only seven people get called to the aliyah. So to the, the this, this is the way you split it up for chitas during the week. And 
if as well, people get called up and you make the bracha before and after. So it's all like one big parsha. So you could ask, since really in the essence of it, it's two separate parshas, so shouldn't it be also two different readings? So he answers this, the fact that it's not, that alone tells you that it's like one big parsha. So we have to understand, seemingly, Matos speaking about only what happened at the end of the 40 years. That's about all the, the Dharam and the promises and the and Shavuos and the, and, and the oaths. And the Parshas Masa is like a recap of the whole Chumash, Shmais Vayikram Bamidbar, of all the 40 years, seemingly like it's no connection. So we can explain it based on what the Balshantav said. The Balshantav said that the name in Hebrew for Lushan Kodesh for anything gives the life to something. Therefore, the word matos gives the life to something. And masse gives the life as well. What is it? He says like this. There is the difference of when the tribes are called sheshvatim, shevet, or when they're called matos. Shevet means a branch, the way it's still wet and moist, connected to, to its source, its tree of life. Mata is the way a stick is hard and firm, shows the way it's separated from its source of life. This has to do with the two ideas of a Jew. You could have the way a person is connected to its source, so then you're called Shevet. Then you have a way where it seems like you have no connection. It's called Matos. So too you have over here. You have with your soul. While your soul is still up in heaven, it's connected. It's like Shevet. When it comes down into this world, it's like disconnected, meaning you don't recognize anymore the connection to the soul. So do you have over here in Parsha Matos that you have that you have that 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 while you, while your neshama before it comes down to the world you're in a level of oimid you're stationary like the like angels even when you have a avas Hashem and yiras Hashem it's all growth but in limited ways it's all in comparison to the levels before then you have the level of Masai where your neshama becomes a Mahalich. It's now mo- it has a lot of movement to it. Now, the fact it, in more detail, you can get more specific that in pa- Matis and Masai, you have both of these ideas of the descent of the Neshama coming down and also the Masai of it going up. Because you have the lesson for the word Matis, not just that it represents the soul the way it comes down into this world, that it's disconnected from the source of life, but even when it's here in this world, it has Matis meaning strong and firm, meaning that you don't get affected from anything that's obstacles that gets into your way. That's the ultimate thing of, ma- of a mates. Now that gives you a blessing and a bonus strength that all of a sudden if you behave in this kind of way to Hashem with your Torah and mitzvahs in a way of firmness that you don't get down, you don't let anything bother you, then you get a revelation of a level of your neshama called the Eisan Sheba Neshama, the Eitan. There's a strength of your neshama that comes out and you go even higher than you were when you were at a level of Shevet when you were connected. And this is also hinted to in the idea of Masai because Masai means you're going up, 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 up and you go so fast and you go even higher than the way you were before. The connection of these two ideas to the three weeks is the following. In the time of the Beis Mikdash, when it was ten miracles were revealed all the time, and Jews felt and saw godliness all the time, and you and you it wasn't a big thing. You were like the level of Shevet, because you were always in tune and connected. But in the exile, when godliness is not is seen in a revealed way, so then you're like a level of Matos. 
And therefore, our job now is to be matich as strength and transform the exile into becoming more of holiness. And this is, by the way, why in the later generations, the parshas are called only with these words, matis amasai, to emphasize these three points. There's the concept of your neshama, the way it seems to be disconnected, like a matis, but you have also the, that forces us to serve Hashem with this extra strength, and also you get now this extra revelation of the reward, the schar. And this comes specifically in a year when Matis and Masai are read together, so that we have extra strength, and also it makes the service to Hashem even in a lighter, a lighter easier way to serve Hashem. Ah, you could ask, how is it possible to be Matis so firm and strong in every single ride of your life? How is it possible to do that? There's so many different curveballs in life. We even find in the in the 42 travelings that the Yidden had in the desert, we had a place called Ritma. It was a place that had for Lashon Hara for the Miraglim. You have a place called Evel Hashitim, which represented for the name for the sin, that's the Shittim, the Shtuyas there, that brought us to the sin with the Pa'er. So how's it possible to always be so firm? It says, ah, that lesson comes on a year when you have Matzah Masih together because then you also have Pinchas in the three weeks. Pinchas shows on an attitude that comes with an infinite kind of style of attitude in a zealous way. Your zealousty is that I'm going to serve Hashem with Messias Nefesh. That no matter what, I'm always going to do it. So now there's no limitation. If you serve God only with my own Messias, with my own existence, then I'm limited. But if I serve it like a like a Pinchas, then no matter what comes in my way, I could push through it and I don't get affected. This is the same thing for the Neshama that comes down. You could say, how could it get to a higher place? Even that service is usually something that doesn't happen while you're in a live situation, only after Misa, the Misas Nurein. So he says, that also comes with Pinchas. As long as you're serving Hashem as your entity, your service, then you're limited. But when you serve Hashem with the serious Nefesh, then you go out of all limitations. And this also, this idea comes also in certain kind of years when you also have Balak in, in, involved in this kind of relationship because that's the place where it speaks there in Balak about the Bilam, which was the arch enemy of the Jews and he was the opposite side, he was the Umazah of Moshe Rabbeinu, the opposite of holiness and his, that transformed also his curses to be to Klala, turned into Bracha. This is also hinted to something else, also it's specifically in the three weeks, especially if Shavasa falls out on Tishabab on Shabbos because then you have also the blessing from the Shabbos and it's also hinted in the Haftorah of Yirmiyo that we read in these three weeks because Hashem said that I'm going to show it to you in a way of Makosharkat. Show me your bring the staff of almonds to show you that things my, the destruction will come fast like almonds. But also that tells you that's the positive side because how long does it take for almonds to grow? 21 days. So that from the blossoming till it's ready. Same to here. 21 days is the three weeks so things will happen in a positive way. And that's when, you, this is what you see when the 17th of Thomas is on Shabbos, when it's mitzvah l'samcha, y'la'angai, and that's how everything transforms over to the days will transform. Yehavchah yamim elo l'sasa in u l'simcha.